Hey there, folks. Welcome. As you know, it is my privilege every week to have my very dear friend, John Zmirek, on as my guest. And I do that right now. John Zmirek, welcome. Hi, Eric. Always good to talk to you. We got to talk about Dinesh D'Souza's film, Police State. Um, I almost wish I could talk about it, you know, for an hour every single day on this program, because what he did in that film is so important. And I only fear maybe that the Americans who need to see it won't see it. I want to tell you, folks, you've got to see the film. Um, It will be in theater. Sorry, it was in theaters, but it will be October 27th, which I think is tomorrow. Uh, It will be there's it it, it goes online, uh, but it is called Police State. And John, I know you saw it. I saw it. What do you make of it? I know you wrote about it at stream.org and people should uh, should go to stream.org and read what you wrote. But let's talk about it. Yeah, um, it's midnight in America or rather five minutes to midnight. I don't know if you remember the bulletin of the atomic scientist was always moving their doomsday clock closer to midnight. Uh, every time, you know, Ronald Reagan got out of bed in the morning, doomsday clock would go one minute closer to midnight. Uh, well, there is a tyranny clock and that clock is very close to midnight. And even I did not realize quite how spooky and quite how perilous things had become until I saw this really powerful movie, Police State. Um it's, as I said in my piece at stream.org, it's, it's the kind of piece you need to send to your friends and family members who think that you're an alarmist, who think that you're a panic monger or that you've been hypnotized by Donald Trump or that you're somehow politicizing the gospel, whereas everything is basically hunky-dory in America If only the orange man would stop sending out mean tweets, we could all go back to holding hands and singing Kumbaya around the Viking funeral pyre of George Floyd, St. George Floyd. Uh, No, none of those things are true. In fact, things have been going really wrong with America. There have been symptoms of terminal cancer since the early 90s which a few people recognized at the time, but not very many. And what Police State does, first of all, it it interviews some of the victims of the police state, people who were forced out of the FBI because they insisted on protecting civil liberties and constitutional rights. People were forced out of big tech because they opposed censorship. Courageous reporters, incredibly courageous reporters like Julie Kelly, and Darren Beatty, who had been tracking the persecution of January 6th peaceful protesters since the beginning. Um, A lot of people after January 6th just panicked. They just went and hid in their closets. I'm I'm proud to say that my piece on January 8th, 2021, uh, I think it was called The Republic Has No Clothes, Lessons from storming the Capitol. And in it, I said, this is the Reichstag riot that the, that a police state is using as the pretext to suspend the Constitution. I hate to be proven right, but the last two and a half years have proven me 100 percent right. Uh, I want to start something called the Cassandra Club for uh, other people like me who predicted the ruin of Troy. And we could sit in the flaming rubble and sip cocktails and wait for the barbarians to come and cut off our heads. 
Uh, Eric, you're welcome to join. I have a charter membership to the Cassandra Club. Um, in the early 90s, maybe we weren't paying attention when the FBI did a raid of the family of Randy Weaver. Uh, they they shot his wife and killed her. They shot his dog. They shot his son. They shot him. He shot back because this was an armed attack on his house by a lawless mob of God, of men who uh, didn't, I don't even think they had a warrant. But we all, but the media said, oh, we think they were uh, neo-Nazis or something. And we all said, oh, okay, all right. You, you, the Constitution does, doesn't apply to people who might be accused of being neo-Nazis. Uh, then the raid on uh, Waco, Texas on the Branch Davidians. Oh, but... They were probably a cult and uh, they might have been abusing children. So uh, the Department of Justice had, had no choice but to burn all those children alive and shoot everyone. Um, but again, well, they were nuts. They were weirdos. That would never happen. And John, I want to I just want to be clear. That's the amazing thing about this film, Police State. It starts there. In other words, it shows you this began in the 90s. In the 90s, this began, and some people will remember it. Some people will remember Janet Reno, the Sasquatch uh, or Attorney General, first Sasquatch. That was historic, by the way. Clinton uh, appointed a Sasquatch as his Attorney General. But it was so evil. It was so evil what they did uh, in both of these cases. And I remember at the time a number of friends who were waking up to this, who were talking about this and saying this is you know, our government is against us. And this was folks in the early 90s. Uh, and I most people credit. like me couldn't really take it in. It was like, are you kidding? Our government is against us. What are you talking about? I want to give credit where credit is due. Chronicles magazine was the, one of the first places to warn about this. Chronicles magazine, which published my first ever published essay in 1992. And uh, which still exists, Chronicles Magazine. I recommend everyone subscribe to it and read it. It has been telling the truth since the 90s. It w- it split off and, and it, it denounced the neocon takeover of the Republican Party. And I remember thinking, all oh, these people are alarmists. These, these crackpot neocons are never going to you know, exert any real power. Well, I was wrong. Sadly, I was wrong. Um, so then the next step in the rationing up of tyranny, it's always with other people. They're always destroying the Constitution against marginalized people, people they can portray as extremists. The, the next uh, attack on the Constitution happened after 9-11. They passed the Patriot Act, which basically removed all the safeguards the American people had enjoyed protecting them against becoming the targets of our own secret police. Uh, and most people at the time said, oh, well, well we can't let 9-11 happen again. Well, we don't need the Constitution. It's more important that we be safe. Take our liberty. Take our liberty. Please just give us safety. And uh, I un- I was one of the few people at the time uh, in 2004, I, when, when the law was, was proposed, I said, don't give any power to George W. Bush that you wouldn't enjoy Hillary Clinton having maybe in four years. Don't do anything to strengthen the presidency because we might lose the presidency. Uh, Karl Rove, of course, published a book, The The Permanent Republican Majority. Yeah, yeah. he was guaranteeing that by opening our southern border because that meant the permanent rhino majority 
the yeah. permanent unistate majority. I think that's what Karl Rove meant to say, but we didn't know at the time. Some of us didn't know. Yeah. So they passed the Patriot Act. Obama is elected because John McCain doesn't even really try to win. He goes out like one of the Washington generals and loses to the Harlem Globetrotters and everybody applauds him. Uh, and Ob- what Obama did was he saw, well, I can weaponize this Department of Justice, this CIA, this FBI. I can turn them into a secret police like East Germany. Uh, remember, Obama is, has been not just flirting. He's been dancing and buying drinks for Marxism since he was in college. Uh, his his uh, mem- one of his memoirs is ghostwritten by Bill Ayers, an unrepentant Marxist terrorist. None of this is disputed. Uh Obama was married and had his kids baptized at the church of Jeremiah Wright, who preaches black liberation theology, which is just Marxism in a clerical collar, which is exactly what Jim Jones and his cult, the People's Temple, they were Marxism in a clerical collar. So he, Obama fills the FBI, CIA, defense intelligence agency, the whole thing with his own people. Uh, and they start going after pro-lifers and Christians and Tea Party groups, subjecting them to abusive and unjustified IRS audits, trying to shut them down. And it became clear the neocons in Congress, the Paul Ryans, were not going to protect the conservative Christians against the deep state. Uh, they regarded us as, at best, sheep to be slaughtered and, and to be led around by the nose. And at worst as a threat to their control, their rhino control of the Republican Party on behalf of globalism. So comes Donald Trump is unexpectedly elected president. The American people stabbed their elites in the back. That's how our elites perceived it. They saw it the way Adolf Hitler saw the, the defeat of Germany in World War I. It was a stab in the back by enemies within who were colluding with foreign powers, who were enemies of the Republic and had to be isolated, targeted and persecuted. And that is exactly what happened. Our deep state decided. Yes. Uh, forgive was- me. Uh, going to a break. Uh, talking to John Smirk. We'll be right back. talking to John Zmirak. John, please complete your thoughts. Uh, we're, sure. we're talking about the film Police State, Dinesh D'Souza's film. Uh, you can see it uh, uh, October 27th. That is uh, either today or tomorrow, depending on when we air this. But you've got to see Police State. So keep talking. Yeah. So in 2016, our elites were not prepared for, for Donald Trump to win that election. And they decided it they weren't going to let it happen. It was not going to count. There was going to be a do-over. They were going to harass, resist. Remember, they called themselves the resistance, which effectively meant we were Nazis. They were going to frustrate and cripple Donald Trump like Gulliver tied down by the Lilliputians with a hundred little ropes. But John, they didn't even make clear. Think about this. Like, I remember at the time thinking, why are they losing their minds 
at the election of Donald Trump. In other words, what is it that they think he is or represents when he was inaugurated? I remember the next day I, I was privileged to be at the inaugural. The next day we thought, oh, let's take a walk down to the Trump Hotel and Washington, D.C. was swarming with the quote unquote women's march, which you know, there were a lot of guys in the women's march and they were wearing those, you know, genital hats and they were protesting. And I thought, what wh- why do we need to resist? What tell, Please tell me what I'm missing about what just happened. America elected Donald Trump president, but they acted. And I think many of them believed this is fascism. This is Adolf Hitler. And we will do anything. We will break every rule. We don't care anymore. We're not going to follow the rules. People went insane uh, and in a sense said the rules don't exist anymore. We are now at war with our own president and with the people who have elected that president. And we're going to demonize everyone who is pro-Trump. And we're going to do that in America. And that, of course, led to a lot of what we've seen. Well, so. The, the most important thing, Donald Trump tried to clean up the deep state by bringing in General Mike Flynn to oversee and clean out the swamp. And the FBI panicked, manufactured a fake criminal case against him and convinced Mike Pence, who was a puppet of the deep state and a creature of the swamp, convinced Mike Pence to tell Trump he needed to throw Mike Flynn under the bus. And then they proceeded to try to destroy Mike Flynn's life. They threatened his son with prison. They tried They tried to lock him up in prison for opposing them. And it took heroic lawyer Sidney Powell, whom they just tried to put into prison, uh, to keep Mike Flynn out of prison. And Mike Pence put him there. Mike Pence threw him under the bus, threw all of us in the bu- under the bus, knifed us all in the back. And if I have a criticism of Donald Trump, it's that he trusted people like Mike Pence, but I don't think oh, he look, Donald Trump I don't trusted, think, he, tr- I don't think he trusts them now. Donald Trump coming out against this Emmer guy as speaker tells me that Donald Trump is not going to be fooled again. So that is the oh. most encouraging thing Trump has done in his current run for president was to step out and take down the worst rhino in Congress. This this guy Emmer with like an IQ of 85, this lumbering oaf who has done nothing but obey orders on behalf of the globalist uniparty his entire career. He tried to actually pretend that Trump had endorsed him and thought Trump would just go along with it. And Trump stepped forth and said, I didn't endorse this guy. This guy is terrible. And he folded like a cheap tent and dropped out of the race. That gives me some hope. But back to our story. Back to our story. The, The deep state decided they were going to cripple Trump in office, disobey his orders, do a fake impeachment based on phony treason charges from a dossier that John McCain helped to pay for and then hand it over to Hillary Clinton. A fake investigation, a fake treason charge, a fake impeachment. And the moment that was that failed and that was exposed, they just moved on to the next deep state operation. Then when COVID leaked from a Chinese lab, having been produced with the U.S. government money by Anthony Fauci, among others. They use that as an excuse to suspend the Constitution nationwide, lock us in our homes, close our churches, keep their abortion clinics open, ban 
rallies for Trump as super spreader events, but they could have riots on behalf of George Floyd. And those were promoting public health because racism threatens public health. It was like watching a bad James Bond movie that that the producers, they would have said, no, we need a rewrite. This is too ridiculous. This is too absurd. Nobody there's no this villains like like Klaus Schwab and George Soros. Nobody's going to believe them. Give me Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movies more plausible than the real people who were censoring the media. Remember, you couldn't show things on YouTube that the World Health Organization didn't approve. World Health Organization controlled by China. Mass censorship, mass forced vaccination with a vaccine produced using dead babies from abortion, pushed on us by our churches, people like Francis Collins bribing evangelical church leaders to promote the dead baby vaccine, our Marxist Pope Francis telling all Catholics they had to get the dead baby vaccine. All of this happening at the same time that they are stuffing, getting ready to stuff ballot boxes, harvest ballots. We all saw 2,000 mules, or we should have. They were preparing their backup plan. If they couldn't hijack the election, if they couldn't browbeat and terrorize the American people into voting for senile meat puppet Joe Biden, then they were going to steal the election if necessary. And then Hunter Biden's laptop comes out. And Wait a minute. The- I'm sorry. we got to go to another break. Folks, I hope you see police state. You've got to see police state. We'll be right back with John Smirak. John Zmirak. Uh, John, uh, keep going. This is important. We're talking about the film Police State. You wrote a review at stream.org. Yeah, Police State sums up everything I've been writing for the last seven years. It does so brilliantly and powerfully. Maybe the most powerful part of it is the interview with the aunt of one of the peaceful January 6th demonstrators who was falsely charged with terrorism and goaded to suicide by federal prosecutors with the charges they knew were fake. This is a guy who walked around the rotunda, looked at some historical statues and left. He was charged with terrorism and hanged himself. That is what they want for us. They want us either cowering in our homes, stupidly, timidly obeying them, or they want us dead like Jake Gardner. They want us dead the way they wanted Kyle Rittenhouse dead. Police state is an indispensable movie, an incredible act of patriotism by Dinesh D'Souza. You have to watch, you have to see it. You have to force your friends to see it. If you have any friends who say they're pro-life, say they're conservative, but, but I don't like Trump. Oh, the, the, his tweets aren't wistful. They impugn my Christian witness, make them watch it. And if they won't watch it, or if they watch it and are not moved by it, I would stop speaking. I would just say, okay, we're done. I know you're my brother. I know we've been married 20 years. 
But if you if you want tyranny in America, I'm sorry, we're done here. I'll see you in the next life. I hope in the right sheet on the right side, not the left side. One of, one of the things, again, about what we're going through is we are seeing more and more and more evidence of the evil. And so people are waking up. This film is going to wake people up. I hope that whoever's listening to this program right now will drag a friend or will pay for the ticket for a friend to watch it online. When you see it, I don't know how you can fail to be moved and fail to say, I, I miss something. I miss something. If you've been looking for a way to force feed a red pill down the throat of a friend or family member, this film is, is the way to do it. Um, No, no good sane person could come away from this film unmoved. Uh, I I hope that's true, John, because I think that there are people that they they somehow, uh, you know, it's like when words go in one ear and out the other, they just it just doesn't. I don't know why, but those are not good or sane people. That's what I'm saying. This is the litmus test. Any American who could watch police state and be unmoved. You should get them out of your house and bring in the biohazard cleaners and make sure that none of that person's DNA is left in your apartment. It's vital, uh, folks, that you see the film and that you share it. Uh, I I just want to say that Dinesh is a heroic figure uh, in America to make a film like this uh, to help us to see what has happened. Uh, I learned things in the film. You know, I'm I'm up on a lot of this stuff, but there were things in it that I didn't know uh, pieces that I hadn't put together yet. Uh, So it's again, it's police state. We are in a war. We're in an ideological war. We're in a spiritual war. And we have to be aware of what is happening. We have to remember ourselves. The real the enemy is not Democrats. The enemy are the enemies within. It's the Paul Ryans, the Mitt Romneys, the Lidge Chainers, Cheneys, the Emmers. The enemy is the Nikki Haley's, the Aza Hutchinson's. Governor Kemp. Right, right. The any look in a war. Let's say you're fighting the Nazis or the communists. If you capture enemy soldiers, you put them in a POW camp and treat them with honor. Traitors and spies get hanged from the nearest lamppost. I'm saying the real enemies are the people who are pretending to be our friends and hijacking our political party so that we have no representation, so that we have no place in America except in the gulag on the Potomac in an orange jumpsuit singing the Star Spangled Banner with the other January 6th protesters, heroic political dissonance. It's so extraordinary, folks. Uh, I I think that... um... Well, I know that none of us has ever seen anything like this in America. It, it's a new day in America. Evil uh, is everywhere we look. Uh, and if you look away, you're guilty because uh, there is ample evidence now. Uh, maybe in the past you said, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, uh, if you dare to look around now, apart from God, I don't think we can get through this. I want to be really clear. I do not believe that apart from God and apart from God's people, being the church, not just going to church, being the church and acting in every sphere that you can uh, to work against this evil. That's God's calling on us that we are to be the conscience of the state in Bonhoeffer's words. Uh, no longer just to say, well, I, I believe I'm, I'm a Christian. No, you have to live out your faith right now. And if you don't, you're helping evil. 
that's where we are. Um, John, just got two minutes left uh, before we have to say goodbye. All right. In those, I'd like to use those minutes to tell people to go see The Nightmare Before Christmas. My favorite holiday movie. It's, it's a delightful Tim Burton classic. 30 years ago it came out and they've re-released it. And it's just utterly charming. And I wrote a piece at stream.org, uh, How to Keep the Hallow in Halloween. And it was inspired by our conversation about what religious value you can find in Halloween. And basically what I what I say in that piece at the stream is Halloween is why we need Christmas. Because of the fall, because of death, because of danger, because there are ghosts and ghouls and monsters, that's why we need Christmas. So celebrate Halloween properly as a way of knowing why Christmas is necessary. Because if there were no death, we wouldn't need a redeemer. If there were no fall, we wouldn't need Jesus. I um I don't like Tim Burton, but I will tell you, uh, if you <laughs> there are things about I, I want I, recently I have been watching the old I guess it's Universal Classics Frankenstein 1931 The Invisible Man uh, the, the Dracula 1932 with Bella Lugosi uh, these films are amazing films The Mummy starring Boris Karloff these are from the 19 early 30s and if you if you want to watch something that is you know it's kind of like the old school uh b- b- before Halloween got like evil and dark and sick um those films are just amazing all from the early 1930s uh the mummy uh the 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 Frankenstein is the is the best uh, just have am- you amazing seen, have you seen nightmare before christmas though I've not seen it, and we're okay, out of time. Have, John Smerrick, just- we're going to argue about this the next time I talk to you. Folks, I'm sorry. Okay. we got to go. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. It's the show featuring Go-Go the Chimp. Nothing like a chimp to liven up the radio show. Uh, easy there. Go-Go, Go-Go. No, Go-Go, no! Folks, welcome to Hour 2. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed two. Hey, folks, five. big surprise. John Zmirak. But, John, you look like a g-g-g-g-ghost. Well, you know, I've been uh, dieting. I've been dieting, Eric, and uh, and that makes you look. I thought I would lose weight. Ethereal. I thought I would lose weight, but apparently, I'm just getting thinner. Kind of like one of the ring rates in the Lord of the Rings or Gollum. The effect of the ring was sort of stretching him out and making him thinner. So you're becoming increasingly immaterial, evanescent. I will haunt you. Uh, Evanescent, ephemeral, translucent, almost. John, you light, look, you look light, like Marley's ghost. Light, I'm like getting Alec light. Guinness. I'm getting light in my loafers and not in the Lindsey Graham sense. Okay, so since I happen to have you on this radio program right now today, and by the way, today is Friday, um, I um, I want to talk to you about some of the stuff that is happening right now. And there's sure. some really you you wrote an article at the stream with one of those complex titles, but it's about the speakership and uh, Jim Jordan. And so shall we talk about that? 
Oh, sure. Yeah, that was uh, that was yesterday's column. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that column was called uh, GOP sellouts in the House speaker race on the, are the peel on our banana republic. Now, do you think we live in the same kind of democratic republic that, you know, had the, the Kennedy-Nixon election where you had two patriotic political parties that both believed in the American system and they were just kind of squabbling over how best to implement it. I don't think that was that we're in that kind of a political divide. I don't think 2016 or 2020 were elections like 1960. They were more like elections in Germany in 1932 where totalitarians were grabbing for power and disorganized and persecuted figures of democracy were trying to resist them. So uh, what I said in the article was, imagine, I want to give people a little outside perspective on what's happening in America. So listen to this. Here's a, a scenario for a movie or a novel. In a country where the candidate of the ruling elites unexpectedly lost to an insurgent, the regime's secret police, official media, and permanent bureaucracy combine to thwart the people's will. They undermined, frustrated, falsely prosecuted, and finally ousted the opposition candidate in a murky election full of gross irregularities, which the regime's friendly judges refused to investigate. Protesters who demanded investigations were persecuted and imprisoned for obscure, even made-up crimes. Is this sounding familiar to you, Eric? Uh, is this I'm so sorry to say it's sounding painfully familiar. Was this Honduras actually listening to this program? I mean, really listening. It will sound familiar to them as well. Is this Honduras 1950, Turkmenistan 1995, or the United well, States right friggin' now? Um, the United States right friggin' now. And what Did I get right? Our friend Julie Kelly, the most important journalist in America, reported from the courthouse where Judge Kang A. Ru, uh, who was in Obama, <laughs> uh, imposed a gag order on Donald Trump. He basically is not allowed to say he's innocent, not allowed to say the prosecution is unfair and not allowed to say that he would like to be our next president. But apart from that, she is not interfering with the election at all. I'm only slightly exaggerating the obscene, insane terms of her gag order. Again, if the Soviets, if the Polish government, the communist Polish government in 1978 had imposed conditions like this on Lech Walesa, the U.S. would have been imposing economic sanctions and boycotting Olympic Games over it. But our FBI and DOJ will do this to the opposition political candidate in the United States. That's how we have to start thinking about it. There is a regime. I call it the Bidenist occupational government or BOG. Uh, there is a regime and we are the dissidents. We are the democracy I, forces. Right now, I want to talk about Sidney Powell. Yeah. Um, Sidney Powell is a great American, a patriot. She had no personal connection to Donald Trump, did not work closely with him, did not did not really collaborate with him. She was someone, she's a, a former federal prosecutor who saw all the abuses of prosecution by people like Andrew Weissman, 
who lawlessly persecuted and destroyed innocent people for political reasons. She wrote about this in her amazing book, License to Lie, which I was reading in 2014, back when Donald Trump was still a reality TV host. Sidney Powell saw the 2020 election steal, smelled a rat, had the courage to speak out about it, um, and has been persecuted by the deep state for her trouble, just like the January 6th defendants, just like Kyle Rittenhouse, just like Nick Sandman, just like Jake Gardner, just like Lech Walensa and Andre Sakharov. She was targeted by the totalitarians. Just recently, Sydney did a plea deal with the totalitarians in Georgia, where she copped to a few made-up misdemeanors because they were threatening to put her in prison for the rest of her life for calling attention to their theft of the 2020 election. So she accepted a plea deal and she's going to testify and cooperate. But of course, Donald Trump and the rest of his team have done nothing illegal. So Sydney will testify to the truth, which is that none of them did anything illegal. I, as a friend of Sydney's, am very relieved that she's not going to see the inside of a jail cell, uh, unlike too many little old ladies who took selfies on the cap- at the Capitol on January 6th. I am grateful. I am thankful to God that Sydney will be having coffee in, in my neighborhood here in Dallas and not sitting in a jail cell like a Soviet dissident, like a Chinese Uyghur. Um, and I, I thank God that Sydney was able to throw a piece of rotted meat to these vicious dogs and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I I committed a misdemeanor. Now leave me alone for the rest of my life. So, But what I'm seeing that's really disgusting is never Trumpers going on social media, doing a victory dance. Look, look, she she pleaded guilty. She pleaded guilty. These people who wouldn't risk a parking lot to save a baby from dying. These people who never lift a finger for the unborn, who don't go to PTA meetings and denounce pornographic literature being dumped on kids. The FBI is not targeting the Ned Flanders of this world. These, these cowards, these collaborators are, are celebrating because the deep state got Sydney to cop to some misdemeanors. John, thank she- you very much. God bless you, folks. Please go to metaxastalk.com. We need your help. Click on the banner to help Israel. Thank you.